Awesome. Good morning, church. Um, so why do we want to talk about marriage uh, in particular? Um, the, uh, and, and this is themed building an incredible harvest in marriage. We, that is our theme as a church. But why is it so important? Um, if we didn't know, uh, we are in the midst of a multi-generational spiritual war. Right. And uh, through the ages, uh, God has seen marriage as he did with starting with Adam and Eve as a vital mechanism for bringing order to the world, for building communities, for being the platform to grow families, for making uh, people who are committed to honoring him and bringing order to the world. But instead, uh, we, uh, when uh, Satan was kicked out of heaven and along with uh, his team of uh, folks, they have been roaming the world, causing lots of disruption, causing lots of pain, lots of uh, uh, difficulties in the world. And uh, marriage is that, still that mechanism that God is using to touch and to make a difference in the world. And because we're in this uh, spiritual uh, dimension, we have to be uh, fully, we, we have to not just take this as a, uh, as a view of ma a man and a woman coming together and they having children and so on, but it's actually an instrument of the Lord. Amen? And so that's why it's so important to keep on reinforcing, to keep on reminding ourselves of why this is important. So let's start off and talk a bit about this marriage harvest. Let's talk about the outcomes of the marriage harvest. Um, so if we look at the, the next slide, uh, outcomes of the next uh, marriage harvest. So we'll start there. Yes, so uh, as you can see, that bountiful harvest right in the middle there. Uh, so we want to start off with the answer here. What is... Um, an incredible marriage harvest. It's one in which a lot of characteristics, a lot of items that come, up, come from uh, the Lord, it, it's a, it's a lot of, these are a lot of items where the Lord wants to make a big difference in the world. So I'm just going to go through a few of these. So I'm going to start off from the top right, trust. Trust is vital because trust is at the heart of faithfulness. Uh, um, there's a sense of uh, between a man and a wife where they trust each other on a daily, they should be able to trust each other on a daily basis. And uh, the notion of a partnership is coming together to, uh, in companionship to deal with a lot of complexity, a lot of difficulty, a lot of disruption, as uh, we had said previously. And trust is at the heart. Having a sense of trust in your partner, in your a spouse is vital, uh, but, but it's also a blessing. It's also a comfort. It also makes you at ease. It's very compelling. Then talking about legacy and fulfillment, this is where out of the harvest you make a big difference in the world, uh, a legacy of giving back, a legacy of achieving, uh, uh, um, ach achieving capabilities in the world, a legacy of children to 
really help continue the generational uh, uh, um, love and the generational power that the Lord wants to uh, drive through. And the sense of fulfillment, the sense of achieving, uh, which is important. Now, there will always be adversity in life, uh, always. And uh, be, uh, uh, an outcome of the marriage harvest is really having sustenance through adversity. If we think about adversity, and many of us can think about our lives. And I talked to one of our very good friends uh, yesterday um, who have dealt with uh, some adversity in, in their lives. And I asked, how did you come through that as a couple? What did you do? And um, in this particular instance, it was them coming together at a time of real difficulty, uh, when they were going through real pain, uh, to the extent that uh, even the police got involved and all sorts of things happened there. They came together and uh, the man assumed his role and the woman assumed her role and they got through it. Now, they're still dealing with this difficulty because it's not about them, it's about a member of their family. But they, uh, th these are wonderful people and um, this was special for them to be able to share this. So sustenance through adversity is an incredible component of uh, a marriage harvest. Of course, connecting with the Lord uh, is brilliant. Uh, because the, as we'll see uh, later on, the Lord has given us specific direction in how we should relate together in marriage. But connecting with him is the start. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. Friendship, powerful. Friendship is that place along with when you look at safety and joy. Together, those items are about just feeling at ease. Feeling at ease to wake up with bad breath <laughs> and not to feel bad. And for your hair to be all over the place and to be confident that, A, you're fine, you're, you're okay. But it's also the sense of security. It's the sense of um, that even in a world where there's disruption and there's difficulty, uh, there's distress, and there's a lot of stress, you can still have joy. You can still have that powerful mechanism of uh, being at peace, even when the world seems to be going um, crazy. Respect and honor together. Respect, uh, which is a sense of honor, a sense of well-being. Uh, it's a sense of self-esteem, which is vital in the world. Uh, these are important elements of the marriage harvest. And while there are different forms of love, you know, there's Eros love, which uh, helps us drive and, uh, and, and really um, builds. It's about the physical love, and which is vital uh, because that's to do with uh, the sexual relations and the like that we have. But I'm zeroing in on agape love here, this unconditional love, the notice of unconditional. It's there. It's ever-present. It's, uh, it's worked upon. It's a big deal. So outcomes of the marriage harvest, I wanted to start with the answer first, and then we'll come back. So how do we get there? Next slide, please. Um, we talk about sowing the seeds of the marriage harvest. Um, so I want to talk a bit about uh, the seeds of the marriage harvest. So think about the picture to the left. Think about it as um, I, I just happen to love hexagons. I'll tell you why I love them on another day. Uh, but essentially, 
uh, think about these as seeds, this ecosystem of seeds. But in there are essentially a set of seeds that are vital, that are just vital to marriage. And they, these seeds, as you can see, they're in the form of verbs. And it first of all starts off with the responsibility of who? The man, love. Man, if you didn't know it, men, you have, and you can blame me for the mathematics for this, you have 70% of the responsibility for the marriage. And you have to show up first with love. This is intentional. This is, this is a major, major theme that many of us mix up. And why is that important? Uh, a, as we'll see later, the Lord has asked us, according to his will, that we should love the Lord. It's, it's, it's the commandment. And whether you are a janitor, a lawyer, an accountant, a doctor, and so on, those are great things. But the will of God is simply this, to love him with all your heart, with all your soul and your mind, and to love your neighbor as yourself. That's, that's it all. That is the will of God. And so the man has to take the lead in this notion of love. And when they do, uh, they have to have a sense of commitment in that. And uh, some of us who have been part of Everyday Warrior say amen. Oh, my goodness. Say amen. Yeah. All right, men. Thank you. There's this marriage commitment, which is in book two, which says, it is my privilege to show my love for Jesus, for caring for my wife, to love her, to show her honor, to try to understand her, and to give up my life and my rights for her. And they're modeled on a number of passages of scripture, John 14, 21, John 5, 25, and 1 Peter 3, 7. And these are themes that are really ushering us as uh, people, as men, to get, to get with the program, to really show commitment, to be Christ-like, to be prepared, to be humble, to give up your life and your rights for your wife. And it's only in that context, only in that context can you ask a person who carries our children for nine months, a person who is brilliant, a person uh, and um, who is hardworking, a person who gives, a person who hopes, a person who has great desire, great ambition, it's only under that condition that you can ask her to submit to your headship. Amen? And so these are the seeds. But likewise, and that's why I wanted this structure before, because love obviously has an impact on submission and submission and love, but see commitment there. Because the woman has to be committed to that submission in the context of that love. Amen? So these, this is, these are the seeds. This is where it starts. So let's talk a bit about sowing some seeds. Uh, next slide, please. Uh, it's a great, that's a great view, but let's go beyond that slide. Thank you. Next slide. Uh, yes, this one. Commune with God. So the first slide, so the first um, statement is really about is how we sow these seeds. And the first one is about communion with God, which goes back to 
uh, this one of my favorite passages and loving the Lord our God with all our hearts, with all our souls and our minds. And the neighbor, when you talk about neighbor, who do you think your neighbor is? Do you think it's that person next door? I need interaction here. Is it that person next door? Is that who I'm talking about? Pardon? No, it's not that person next door. It's that person who the Lord has asked you to love as yourself. I'm talking about your spouse here. If you can be neighborly to your spouse, who can you be neighborly to? Right? So it starts with this notion of communing with God. When you commune with God and you show him love, you show him a desire to coexist, to engage with him, and you bring your spouse together as a man, you lead your, that, that spiritual dimension of your family. And as a woman, you respond and you encourage uh, your spouse. Then you can do great, great things. This is the first uh, seed. Next seed. Ne next uh, uh, seed. So it's about communing. Not, uh, this next sowing of the seed, I should say. Communing with each other. So if you didn't know it, <laughs> you have to communicate with each other. Amen? <laughs> Amen? Yes, this is a big deal. This is not as easy as people think it is, but it's important to commune together. And we start off again, reinforcing love your neighbor as yourself. And why is this important? Because when you come, when you decide to leave your families where um, you've had a lot of blessing or even if you've had difficulty, but it's what you know, and you come and decide to live with this other person, uh, you want to have that protection. You want to have that trust. You want to have that preservation. And uh, it is extremely important that you find a way of communicating. And there's a lot of resources there. Been one of the most powerful is really finding your love language, finding that, that important way of how you love to communicate. You have to try and communicate in all ways, but certainly uh, in terms of um, Gary Chapman's guidance in terms of how do I need to focus on gift giving? What's quality time? Quality time happens to be my, one of my wife's, one of them, I said, her love languages. Amen? Quality time. Um, words of affirmation, acts of service, the physical touch. This is all, these are all important and there's a, there's a lot of, there are lots of resources for you to know, but communication is vital. Communication spiritually, communicating in a way that you know what your uh, mate's next sentence might be. That's when you have a very powerful communication. This is part of sowing the seeds. The next one is about, the next slide please. This is about men, coming back to the notion of men again. Men... You, it's extremely important that we choose to commit to our marriage in every possible way. And we talked about the uh, commitment earlier. But the point of emphasis here is really about being a warrior, a warrior for your marriage. Being prepared to fight. Remember I said marriage is a, is a critical weapon in an intergenerational time of spiritual warfare. So there are people that the devil is setting up or situations or circumstances that the devil is setting up to come disrupt you, to come break you apart, 
to tempt, to cause confusion, to cause difficulty. And if you don't choose to commit, if you don't choose to be a warrior uh, for your marriage, a kneeling warrior, somebody who's prepared to pray, who's prepared to commit, a person who's prepared to give, a giving warrior, a warrior who's prepared to step up with responsibility and model love to the children and the like. If you're not prepared to do that, if you're not prepared to choose to commit, then it becomes extremely difficult to get to that bountiful harvest. Amen? So we do want, uh, this is incredibly important. Women, commit to your marriage. <clears throat> Number four. So this, I understand women, um, and uh, when I say understand women, that, I understand women want have a lot of capabilities to bring to the table. They do. Uh, the, the brilliance, the elegance, the beauty, uh, the, the, the smartness, the wisdom, the empathy, all those beautiful things, the ability to just, out of many ingredients, come up with great dishes, just so much that they're able to do. And they, they, and they want to achieve big things. They want to become presidents. They want to become lawyers. They want to, these are great, great things. And therefore, men and women, it's, I, we understand that it's your choice to submit. But it's, a, it's an important part of the commitment that you should submit. Amen? That you should choose to submit. It's a conscious, intentional effort to uh, submit to your husband's headship as long as he's showing love and respect for the Lord. Amen? And respect for you, respect for others. Then continue to commit because it's a great encouragement for him. It's a great power. It's a great important item of respect, which is incredibly important to your spouse. Incredible. It's perhaps the number one thing that is that a man wants in terms of... Um, uh, that long-lived uh, capability. He wants to have honor uh, also. He wants you to be his champion, to be encouraging him, to be his encourager. And one other item that's not here um, is he wants you to be at attentive to his needs. And, and, that, and he may not always see them, but that, that is important. These come from the notion. Now, many more items come from this notion of this notion of wanting to submit. Because when you submit, there's a sense of empathy. Just as the man has to submit uh, to the Lord and has to submit his body to you as uh, his wife, uh, and you have submit to him, um, it's incredibly important that you understand the basis of this because um, this, this is about building a bountiful harvest. Amen. Next one is about investing in, uh, um, in the marriage. Um, the marriage is just and it's only, you can have the greatest, wonderful, most beautiful uh, uh, children and, most, and best in-laws and the like, but guess what? It's only between you and your spouse, amen? And therefore, it's important to actually enjoy each other. <laughs> it's important to invest to really in your marriage in such a way that you want to spend time and you want to enjoy each other in a very, very powerful, compelling way. And therefore, 
you need to be always, this statement about be fiercely first for each other. Amen? Fiercely first. And uh, my sons know, um, you know, if they are forgetting themselves and they're having a discussion uh, that they shouldn't be having with my wife, uh, all I need to do is... <coughs> And they'll, uh, they'll back down very quickly, right? And I, and I usually ask, remember my princess? Remember my princess, guys? Yes, 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 Dan. Okay, 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 yeah. So this is an incredibly important point. You have to be fiercely first because then you reinforce each other. And that's really what starts off even in Genesis where it says a man shall leave his home and shall cleave, shall join with his wife. And there's so many different ways of just enjoying each other. Yes, spend time, get away from it all, travel, have marriage conferences. Amen, Brother Emmanuel? Amen? All right, Sister Viola? Yes, they want you to come a lot more to those marriage conferences, yeah? They, those retreats, spend time. They are worthwhile, your investment they're worthwhile your spiritual investment. They're worthwhile your prospering investment. Amen? Your financial investment. All of those, they're worthwhile. Spend the time together. Date nights. Spend time. Yes, you can get somebody to look after the kids if you work at it. Yes, you, you have the time. You don't, it doesn't mean you can just go down the road to an ice cream parlor. You can go to a theater. You can do anything. You can just go take a walk, for goodness sake. Please spend time together, right? Be spontaneous. Not everything has to be planned. Yeah? Amen? Not everything has to be planned. It's okay to just get up and go. Yes. Be attractive for each other. Just because, you know, I may wake up with bad breath and my wife may accept it doesn't mean that I should be going around like a slob in the house, right? With, uh, you know, what do you call those things? If I don't know, the, uh, the uh, pajamas, what else? You know, those baggy things. You know, it just shows you how I feel about them. I know their names, but I just feel very badly about them. No, you cannot do that. You have to be attractive at all times. Make yourself, groom yourself. Do that. Come across well. This, this is important. And remember, uh, Pastor Shoyi, when you were, uh, you know, when you were pursuing Sister Caroline, right? Remember that time? Do you think that pursuing has to stop? Pastor Shoy? Okay, you heard him. He said no. Sister Caroline, just so you know, he's going to... It's not my fault if he's pursuing you around the house. Yeah. <laughs> but the pursuit should continue. Amen? Yeah, these are people you went out for that you dreamt up stories or you either wrote poems or sung songs or... Talked about the, the boat of my sea and all of that. You know, remember all of that stuff? Yeah, it's still the same person. And it's important to really come together. Support each other's growths and interests. And sometimes that means giving people the space. Yes. Yes, if you're in the final minute of the last quarter of a basketball game that you're passionate about, 
and somebody comes in the room and says, uh, can we do this? It's very tough for men, ladies. <laughs> so you need to give each other a little bit of space, understand that. Continuously learn together and share your insights. Love your neighbor, as they say. Continuously pursue, come close in adversity. So there's a lot you can do in terms of investing in marriage. Let's uh, talk, move on to the next uh, part. So we've talked about sowing the seeds. These are many examples of sowing the seeds. And I want to talk a bit about the labor of love. Because when you're in the harvest, the seeds, you put them in the ground. But is that all you do? No. You've got to spend time cultivating. You've got to uh, weeding, working, inspecting, right? You've got to keep on working, uh, the, uh, working the potential harvest. Keep on working at it. And the, I want to bring back to the fact that with the, with the devil, with Satan, marriage isn't normal. That's important. People, you have to understand, marriage is not normal. And therefore, you have to be intentional warrior about your marriage, continually committing it to the Lord. And uh, Pastor David Island, uh, some of you um, who we've gone on some uh, marriage seminars before up to New Jersey, uh, know David Island. He's a great uh, leader, pastor up there um, of uh, Christ Church. He has this book and has these, um, actually, if you look it up on YouTube, there's some talks too on the notion of kneeling warriors, becoming a kneeling warrior. Essentially taking over the promises. Uh, actually, the, the, here's the Lord giving you so many promises that he has committed and he's asking you to be somebody who is holding on to those promises, who is bringing the promises before God, wresting them from the devil continually bringing them and because marriage is not is, is not natural to the devil to satan you have to keep on being a warrior for your marriage kneeling continually committing that continually praying continually coming together continually praying for others continually laboring for love amen around that and um and then there's a notion of Building your frame of reference. Building your frame of reference is really about enriching yourself. Enriching yourself through the marriage conferences. Um, through items uh, such as every man a warrior. Whether it's being taught again about our role as a man in terms of marriage. Dealing with uh, raising children. Walking with God. Sex. Money. Hard times. Making our lives count. Which is so important for us. Amen. Uh, the five love languages, discussing that, getting, getting focused on that. And then recently uh, from uh, Jimmy Evans' uh, series, I got the book. It talks about the four laws of love. And uh, basically it talks about the law of priority. How, yes, you are each other's first priority after the Lord. Amen? The law of pursuit. Pastor Shoy again, pursuit. Yeah? <laughs> Sorry, I'm picking up my dear pastor there. The law of partnership, right? And the law of purity, amen? A law of purity where you're standing and you're saying, I am yours and I will only be yours. I will be faithful, I will be honorable. I will lift up your name, I'll be your champion, amen, and the like. And so, um, as we come back to the outcomes, now I call them the returns of the marriage harvest. If we look at the returns, next slide, please. 
the returns of the marriage harvest. So we talked about this as being the same set of outcomes previously. And really, there is, uh, depending on which, uh, which coast you're on, if you're on the East Coast, this will be, and you're seeing the sun, that will be uh, sunrise, right? And so in the sunrise of your lives, right, these outcomes are important and they need to be pursued. This, these returns, they have to be pursued with intention, with desire, with passion, with focus, with care, with consistency, with laboring again and again, with being intentional, with being humble, with being understanding the, your role of pushing back against disruption and, 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 uh, and, and, the, and the things that don't matter. And then if you're on the West Coast where you're looking at this where your sun sets, guess what? These continue. They continue in the sunrise of your lives and the sunset of your lives through love. Amen? Amen. Amen. So I want to, uh, before we... Um, before we share uh, in prayer, because I'd love uh, for us to spend some time just praying very quickly uh, before we uh, go in for tithing offering. I want to tell you personally that I am blessed, right? And I have this uh, picture here. This is, was on July 11th, 1987, uh, nearly 30, about 32 and a half years ago. And uh, you can see that man, he's happy. You can see, right? He's happy. And he has a very beautiful person. And I want to just share something with the love of my life. This is a poem that she hasn't heard yet, but I want you to read, I want to read this. <laughs> the love of my life, a unique story to be told. I jumped ahead of the line, I did. <laughs> On, only by his grace. A beautiful smile have I won. Gracious, brilliant and wise. Purposeful and giving. Elegant and shapely. Saying yes through the seasons. Kneeling on my behalf before him, before the Lord. Delightful and humorous. Nurturing for our children. My champion and my encourager. Come rain, come shine. Hospitality to the fullest. Deep friendship abounds. Oh, friends, I am blessed, for indeed I have the love of my life. Amen. 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 Thank you. The Word is already working in you. We hope you were blessed by this message. For more messages and information about the church, please visit us at www.rccglivingspring.org.